there, there is no way in hell the world is going to change. The collective is made of the, the matrix of individuals, the interconnectedness of all of us. So our first port of call is to get our shit together. Never mind saving the whales. Never mind fucking any philanthropic effort. Get your shit together. Find your essence and find the truth. So in my exploration of this and having to, you know, like put down my parents' values and put down the values that teachers taught me at school and, man, you know, the church and, and the guilt and shame um, leveraging that the, the religious indoctrinations I passed through, you know, imprinted into me, I figured out health. You know what? My fucking, one of my core values is health. I love being healthy. Why? Because I, I surf better and I look better and I feel better and I, I actually can be of more use to my loved ones when I'm healthy. The greatest problem in this world is that people are too fucking scared to be themselves. Scared of what others think. Why? Because society made you fit into a tiny little box. Happiness is always going to be a myth if you stay in that little box. You need to wake up to who you truly are. Find some courage. Find some fucking balls to be yourself. Your mental, emotional, physical and spiritual health is all going to be out of whack, up and down, left and right when this shit happens. You're constantly seeking shit outside yourself. Drugs, sex, alcohol, food, people, all that shit that is temporarily helping you feel something greater. I've done all this and it doesn't fucking work. You are 1,000 times more than what you think, than what you believe, and that happiness is real. And that it doesn't come in a bottle labelled prescription drugs or 4X lager. Well, maybe 4X lager, but not long term. It actually comes from within you. Deep inside you is inner peace, but you only need to know how to find it. Well, welcome to the answer, to the Feeling Alive podcast with Luca Ritty. It's time to be who you came here to be, son. Welcome back to the Feeling Alive podcast, ladies and gentlemen. This is episode 29 with my man, Nick Perry. Nick is an ex-pro bodyboarder turned holistic lifestyle coach. He's also a Czech practitioner, remedial massage therapist, looking at all things holistic, rebalancing your emotional, mental, physical, and spiritual body to be your true self. And today we're talking about shifting the collective consciousness once you shift yourself. And how do you do that? Well, you'll find out in the episodes, the practical tips and tricks that, you know, we've both gone through. We have a bit of a laugh at what we talk about now as opposed to what we used to do when we were both back in the mining industry. Nick is a phenomenal man with a lot of wisdom to share and I can't wait for you guys to wrap your little ears into this. Thank you very much and enjoy the episode. Welcome back to the Feeling Alive podcast with Luca Reedy. Today we're talking about what's happening in the collective with Nick Perry, holistic lifestyle coach. Look, if we if we think about what the collective really is, I want everyone to get on the same playing field. It's what's happening with the consciousness or the 
yeah, the collective consciousness of society right now. I mean, you look at the media, you look at what people are posting on social media, you look at people uh, post, you know, just in, in groups and, and on Zoom calls, what we're all talking about, what the actual over, overarching energy is right now. And I think what is really important is to talk about what's really happening deep down for us, not to us. I see there's a lot of stress, fear, emotions, anxiety, a lack of uh, emphasis on immunity and what I wanted to talk to what I wanted to talk to Nick about today was how we can deal with this and how we can see it differently so without further ado I've got my man Nick here coming in from the great ocean road brother how are you my man I am good I'm so stoked to be here Mm. we probably like ready ready to shoot the breeze yeah man we probably um probably like we just had about half an hour chatting before this of just going non-stop and we thought oh we better probably hit record so (laughs) we'll see if we can bring that stuff back in but anyway man my first question is for every everyone actually i i canceled that because last week i had mason and from super feast and i didn't get to ask him this question because he just went from the get-go just like boom 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 and i'm i didn't even get to ask him this question but anyway (laughs) this is the first question what is your uh, daily ritual or morning routine to enhance your well-being? 80-20. I'm going to say that. <laughs> but I'm pretty good. I'm pretty, I'm actually pretty, you know, my 80 is 80 and my 20 is 20. It's not like a, yeah. you know, 60-40. But I would say yeah. 80% of the time, the routine that serves me best is wake up and the first thing, that I consciously do is is check in with my narrative, and I learned this mm-hmm. from from my first mentor Kiki, and she taught me be aware of how you're going to enter into the day, be aware mm-hmm. if you're pulling yesterday into now, because mm-hmm. that is the you know the epitome of like unconscious creating. It's just mm. agreeing with yesterday, unconsciously bringing it into the now, even agreeing with my, my own identity and wow. the, 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 emotional, uh, the emotional profile that I have and all the chemistry and the neural networks and stuff that fire. So mm. I make a note of going, how do I feel? What am I thinking? What's the story? Yeah. What, what hooks do I still have you know, tied into yesterday? Um, and is is it a wiser decision to to release those hooks and to really enter into this new day, this blank canvas, with from a different paradigm or, or from more of a, a deliberate state that I consciously delegate to myself? You know, I want to yeah. be yeah entering. So that's kind of the, the the first thing, and that's really cool. It's really nice. It's like the meditation where mm. I just watch, I see what's there, and then I go no. Nah. You know, or that's anxious, or that's not even true. Um, that I just need to let go of. I need to drop, or you know, that's not my story. Well, that is my story, and I need to get back into accountability. I'll just, I'll just mm. meet with myself. Mm. And uh, she taught me that nobody gets me until I get me, and yeah. um, that's really important. So you know, following on from that, my partner's awake, presence with her. Cuddle, mm. sex, you know, whatever, whatever you know, is is alive in the moment. Mm. Then I'm actually um, 
like I'm an outdoors, I'm an, I'm an outdoors like frother. So <laughs> I, I, will, I will just, I'll be outdoors for as long as I can. So I'll get out there first thing. I have this detox thing that I do with my breath, really simple breath routine, but it's just an acknowledgement that the lungs are, you know, organs of detoxification yeah. among other things. So I'll do that. And then mm. I've got, I'll do either first or second. I'll, I'll either do Qigong and then I'll do this, this um, chanting mm. meditation that I'm, is a part of a course I'm studying right now. Or I'll end What's that course? Uh, it's called the Path of Love. So it's a it's a three year mystery school. Um, oh, last, wicked! Dude. Last year was the Path of Light. This year's Path of Love, and and next year is the Path of Mystery. Um, wicked. Uh, and it, 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 created by a woman Inisa Mabu Ishtar, and it's actually a course that has been channeled. So whoa, this, yeah, this woman is a beautiful woman, amazing woman. I've, been lucky enough to you know learn of her in her ashram in her home and she um the the her teacher uh joe rushton who is my mentor now t- taking me through this body of work is the understudy of ishtar and and the cool thing is is that joe is also one of the teachers in, uh she's a czech faculty so i'm a i I'm trained as a Czech practitioner and Czech holistic yeah. lifestyle coach, which stands yeah. for corrective holistic exercise kinesiology. Anyway, yeah. I've looked up to Joe for a long time uh, through her, you know, work as a Czech practitioner. Had no idea that she was a part of this other completely, un, you know, detached, this completely, you know, sovereign entity that is Ishtar's body of work. And uh, so she's teaching me not in the Czech curriculum. She's teaching me. In you know, path of love. This studying. Wow. So in that, we're we're working with a twelve many things, but one of them is a twelve chakra model, not a seven chakra model. So I do have this routine where I um, and these images, some images that I sort of look into, and I chant certain things for each chakra, and I open and clear my chakra channel to start the day, Mm. which is Yeah. yeah, not something I expected i'll be um sharing today <laughs> yeah, yeah so that's part of that chanting thing so you in the in your morning routine you'll do that too uh is that to balance the energy body yes uh, yeah yeah the, the 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 like my light pillar basically it opens yeah. and grounds my light pillar okay. um and that, with that you know what needs to come through comes through and that can be like yeah. shadowy stuff or that can be gold so yeah, yeah that's yeah, well, man. part of you know that work is to you know welcome any and all things that are that are yeah. needing to be seen and integrated and then do yeah. I'll, I'll surf or something or i'll move or i'll i'll hide you know hydrate and get into more of what the the logistics you know get Not my blood sugar online i'm not a intermittent faster person um yeah. i'm a ectomorph doesn't work for me i don't like yeah. the feeling of it so i yeah i eat breakfast you know I hydrate awesome. and then awesome. take care of my shit <laughs> well do, do you drink coffee in the morning uh yes yes awesome. not not first thing um 
I'll do all that first, have my like water, food, basically mm. not put too aggressive a stimulant into me until I've got some other macronutrients to buffer the release of that caffeine. Mm. So my blood sugar is not a shit show. Yeah, wow. That's awesome, man. That's really cool. It's funny because we were talking before about how we've both been in the mining game and um and here we are talking about like 12 chakra systems and the energy body <laughs> and and you're like dude could you imagine like sitting in like the crib room on the mine site talking about that shit and yeah. do you know what's funny though dude is like i know I've obviously been in the mining game for eight years from 18 to when i was like 25 mm. um or 26 and then like you you realize that there's a lot of people in there that believe all this stuff but there's just like a lot of fear around speaking what they believe in because of the the collective in that environment is very much like fucking beers and pussy women and you know like sport which isn't you know women and sport like obviously they're two big parts of life but it's like the realization that you and i are here talking about this sort of stuff now because it's our truth and we've had experience with it and you know what it lights us up man and and the fact is we're we're um we're fucking driving on it, man. Like we enjoy chatting about that shit, you know. Most most definitely. It's really interesting. It is. It really is. I I think that's really cool. It's actually really relevant to you know to what we're um just exploring today as well because yeah. speaking about culture um we're acknowledging that there are so many cultures within this collective, and uh, you know in my younger life. I was, you know, a part of the bodyboarding scene, you know, like I yeah. used to bodyboard professionally and that was a culture in itself. Um, yeah. I was really into the hardcore scene. So like, you know, heavy punk rock and that has yeah. its own culture. And then, you know, there was the cultures that I was putting myself in, didn't necessarily align with, but adapting to, to, to not go against the grain or ruffle feathers mm. or potentially be persecuted and rejected. And, you know, that, that mining culture is, is an example of that. And yeah. then there's like family culture. It's like, the, you know, the, the value system that makes up the, the, the culture of a family. Um, mm. There's so many cultures within this collective uh, none are right or wrong, but each culture is bound to or anchored by a value system. And mm. I think what's like what's being expressed between us right now is a celebration that our values have evolved and our values mm. have gone uh, expanded outside of like a survival model of yeah. wanting wanting to fit in wanting to preserve wanting to make sure that i'm not going to cause you know too much of a store uh, uh, uh sorry a stir at risk of being scolded for that yeah and i'm speaking for myself here i don't want to project this onto you but for me you know that's that was so evident was that when i was younger and less just less aware mm. i was chameleoning i was chameleon i wasn't adapting i was chameleoning and it was a essentially a betrayal it was a folding on what was actually true to me mm. but i hadn't yet been exposed to a role model a, a, a man or a person that was unwavering 
in yes. their own value system that would actually really honor and stand in the face of mm. the status quo and be like, no, that that's not true for me. And in fact, I hold a judgment and an opinion that that's fucked up because I see the yeah. impact of this culture. Um, I see the nature and the energy that, that this culture was born of. Um, mm-hmm. And it's, you know, it's low vibrational exchange. It's low vibrational expression that yeah. has has a like a de- a taxing consequence, a depleting consequence. Yeah. It doesn't have an accumulative multiplication effect of you know energy and life force and love and connection and community. Mm. So anyway, I mean, that, yeah, <laughs> man, I'm vibing. I'm vibing exactly what you're saying to hundred percent, and I and I and I agree with that. There's probably a lot of people listening to this that it does sound a little bit like unusual. And I mean, that's going to be the case because when you directly experience something, you like you, you can't unsee the scene, right? Mm. You and I were both, both like just from chatting before, like we've both come from an environment where we were, I mean, we, our environment was us. We were just seeing what we knew and what we experienced and we're in there. And then eventually, we actually go, we see it for what it is or something happens, a monumental moment occurs where you go, oh, that actually isn't how I want to live or that value isn't my value. And then, you know, you chameleon in there and you end up going, I, I can't do this anymore. I've got to get out or I've got to see it for what it is. I've got to listen to my, what my heart's saying, you know, like mm. it's almost like playing that. The image that comes to mind is like you're like the um, the third party in an armed robbery and you go, oh, I'm actually like a really nice, respectful guy, but I've been dragged along to this armed robbery. I know I don't want to do it. Mm. And so it's this huge shift into your value system. But like for those people listening right now, I mean, value system is one of the most important things to learn how to say no, I think. That's my opinion. If you understand what you value and what you want to do in life, it's easier for you to say no to something mm. that you don't want to do. But a lot of people go along, chameleon, into their world because they don't know who they are and they don't know what they value. So my question is, what what is value systems and, and what does that mean for people listening? Yeah, such a such a cool one to, to actually be explicitly clear on, hey. Um, mm. And I like what you said around that, that awakening that happens when you're not living in accordance with what you place high value on authentically mm. what place high value on so mm. when i know what what i value when i know what fills up my cup in life when i know where my moral compass points and what is an authentic priority to me then i am i am true i'm i'm in an honest relation with myself and i can show up honestly in my relationships and honestly to the world. Mm. So I also like what you said earlier because I think it's relevant. It's like in that waking up process, there's the discomfort, there's that yuck feeling that just gets, there's the pain, there's the sickness, there's the illness. Feedback will start to come in when what is truly authentic for me Mm. is being is being bypassed or you know pushed way down the pecking order of priorities i will start to hurt i will start to feel emotionally drained i will start yeah. to feel mentally full i'll literally manifest physical 
ailments in my body, disease, illness, injury, I'll start to draw that in because I am crooked. I'm living yeah. out of alignment with my essence, my uniqueness, my originality, which is my purpose. I'm fucking here mm-hmm. foremost to bring my uniqueness into the world. The mm-hmm. philanthropic efforts that comes after that, you know, mm-hmm. like that's the bonus. But, you know, for anyone that's, you know, confused about what's my purpose, well, relax a bit and, and, and <laughs> get, get, get clear on what you place highest value on truly not what your mum or dad placed value on not what politicians are championing as a good idea to place value on not what religion is endorsing as where you know you you need to value this highest connect to what the fuck fills up my cup if i wanted to role model a happy life to the world what would it look like what would i be choosing so i'm going to offer examples right because I think this is such an important question as, Mm. as a preface to talking about the collective consciousness, because if there isn't responsibility claimed and owned for the self, for the individual experience, then Mm. there there is no way in hell the world is going to change. The collective is made of the, the matrix of individuals, the interconnectedness Mm. of all of us. So our first port of call is to get our shit together. Never mind saving the whales. Never mind fucking any philanthropic effort. Get your shit together. Find your essence and find the truth. Mm. So in my exploration of this and having to, you know, like put down my parents' values and put down the values that teachers taught me at school and, man, you know, the church and and the guilt and shame um, leveraging that the the religious indoctrinations I passed through, you know, imprinted into me, I figured out mm. health. You know what? My fucking, one of my core values is health. I love being wow. healthy. Why? Because I, I surf better and I look better and I feel better and I, I actually can be of more use to my loved ones when I'm healthy. So yeah. then I had to make that mine. I had to define it. So what mm. is health to me? Because, you know, if health is a core value of yours, you would have your own interpretation and experience and definition of that. So I know what health is to me, you know, I I define what that is. You know, health isn't just confined to physicality. It isn't confined just to outward expression. It's about acknowledgement of the yin aspects of, uh, you know, my individual experience. It's about Mm -hmm. health means I'm not just training, 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 getting fit. It means I know when to rest. I know Mm. when to stop. I know when to reach out for help. I know that my emotional um, balance and harmony impacts my physical balance and harmony explicitly, you know. Mm. Um, So I I won't go too much into what the definition (laughs) of health is for me, but I just want to make it clear that, like, there needs to be a, a clear understanding of what the core value looks like, what it sounds like, uh, um, what are the the defining um, themes within that value. Yeah. So another yeah. core value of mine, which is cool and it's a little bit left field for some people, is solitude. And mm, it's like, what do I need to? One. Yeah, what do I need to fill up my cup? And it's like, okay, I'm talking about what I place high value on. Well, yeah. fuck me, I place <laughs> unbelievably high value on solitude. Why? Because that's my happy place, man. Like I need that every day. So 
you know, solitude for me looks like that morning routine that I just described. It looks like this, you know, deep connection with myself somewhere beautiful, somewhere outdoors, somewhere in nature. I know this. Third core value, connection. I place Mm. highest value on connection, which means how I define that is fuck the like small talk. Yeah. Like, like let's, you know, let's play up there, but let's also, um, get raw. Let's get real. Let's, let's expose deeper truths and deeper wounds and deeper joys and deeper curiosities. And so I, I define that as, you know, connection with, with my neighbor, with, with, and you know, another human, another being Mm -hmm. as getting beneath the surface within that definition is connection to nature. Which means, like, I to honor myself is to have a relationship with nature that's real. That that you know, there's a tree that I go to and I feel the the nurturing energy that radiates out of that tree, and I put myself there. And yeah. the the fourth core value of mine, it's kind of like a hyphenated one, but adventure slash spontaneity. Mm-hmm. So I discovered if my life is absent of adventure and and the the ability to be spontaneous then I get sad, I get angry, I get frustrated, I feel caged. So I identified this is my responsibility to create in my life. I need to create a fucking lifestyle that facilitates me being able to adventure, whether that's adventuring in my inner world, doing, you know, like the course that I explained or getting facilitation in the men's group that I'm a part of or outward adventure, which is what I'm doing right now. on the great ocean road um with yeah my family and we're driving around the country we're a little bit stuck at the moment because of this pandemonium but (laughs) but but we're doing it so the, the reason i wanted to just like bring that personal clarity as an offering is because my life is an expression of my core values and this hasn't been like a oh that's what i value now i've changed my life it's been like this you know seven year building process Mm. of i've i discovered i need to be my own boss if i'm going to express these values daily if i'm going to fill up my own cup effectively then what working environment do i need what level of income do i need what geography do i want to be in? who do i surround myself with what level of responsibility Mm -hmm. am i willing to take etc 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 and these all need to match with my core values so fortunately i've got to a stage now where my business is a representation of what i value Um, so it facilitates the lifestyle that is an expression of what I value and yeah. surrounded by people that support me in my values, not necessarily have the same core values, but they can't, they are uh, at a level of, you know, understanding and acceptance that they're like, ah, oh, that's what Nick's about. Cool. You do you, man. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's where it starts. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's, that's really, I'm glad you mentioned your, your personal values there and your core values because your world, is an expression of that now but it's not been overnight it's been seven years and i guess what the reason we got together and spoke about this was one or just to have your insight on the podcast and two we wanted to talk about collective consciousness so we're like well how do values connect into the collective consciousness the first thing is is like what's i guess like what you had initially was a shake-up 
to discover who you truly were, to change that environment, to, you know, get out of being a chameleon into your true self, to be seen. To create these values, you needed a personal shakeup. And I guess let's dive into what the shakeup means now at a collective level with what's happening in the world. And yeah. how do you perceive What's your thoughts and what's your opinions on what is happening in this world right now with COVID and lockdown and, and everything? Cool. Yeah. So we are called, we are being, we're being asked to wake up and to pay attention. Mm-hmm. Obviously, as we've covered to ourselves, but to the impact of the choices we're making and mm. to it, we're being asked to look deeper again and discover the place that these choices emanate from. So Mm. what is the culture of the collective? What are the values of the collective? What are the beliefs of the collective that are being amplified and illuminated right now? If we take a victimized position, we miss that. We miss the gift. We miss the opportunity. If we feel like we're being... Um, stitched up and robbed and you know it's just this arbitrary thing that's happened then that is more of a disempowered we're choosing to be disempowered we're choosing to be victimized and dusting our hands of responsibility so i believe that this is an amplification period for the inner and outer world and we're seeing very clearly at the moment the karma that that lives in the collective consciousness and and what you know it's that consciousness that we co-create with and we get to ask like what are we holding on to and you know why and what haven't we been inquiring into intently enough so Mm. the opportunity is here to show up differently and differently from my take on it implies that we can step into our potential more by paying attention to uh, basically paying attention to how we are contributing to the problem, Mm. right? And and that, I mean that from a context of interconnectedness. It's like how compartmentalized are we in our consciousness? How separate from the animal kingdom do we perceive ourselves to be? How separate from the mineral kingdom do we perceive our be? Or the fungi kingdom or the, you know, all these different different kingdoms that create the ecosystem of the planet. It's like how, how compartmentalized is the human experience? What level of consciousness do we occupy and then, co- you know, create from? Yeah. And what's the impact of that? Because that's our choice. We make it together. Mm. And, and the, you know, the impact is very suboptimal. It, it's, not, it's not affirmative. We're seeing shit die. We're seeing things shrink. We're seeing symbiosis collapse. And mm. the, the, the driver of that is the collective consciousness, essentially. Mm. So knowing your own values is a sure way to anchor a higher vibration into the collective. Yeah. So, you know, having a moral compass is a sure way to anchor affirmative affirmative frequency into the masses. Yeah. Now, 
It's like, ah, oh, I, I heard this thing the other day and it was so cool. And, and basically it, it was just an awareness that people who are in tune with themselves and people who take responsibility for themselves aren't being affected particularly badly yeah. right now. Right. So mm -hmm. people who are out of tune with themselves, people who occupy more of a victim consciousness, people who are choosing a disempowered position in this are feeling it a lot harder, a lot more. Yeah. So totally. Man. I don't want to fucking project that from this, you know, pedestal position, but I do just want to like throw that in the mix here is that quite frankly, you know, I'm feeling for humanity and I'm doing my best and I'm volunteering as much as I can, but I am not affected by COVID-19. I'm not afraid of COVID-19 um, yeah. because I'm sweet. I, I am in full responsibility for my health holistically yeah. uh, and I didn't trust the media before COVID-19. I didn't trust the media. I didn't trust, sorry, politicians before COVID-19. I didn't trust overarching pharmaceuticals and and you know uh big corporations before COVID-19 and I certainly don't fucking trust them now and mm. that that's through educating myself that's through awareness that's through you know breaking my dogmas and my yeah. questioning my beliefs and it's like you know here's the opportunity do we want sovereignty? Do we want community? Do we want to rely on each other? Or do we choose a, a, a disempowered position in this? Do we suddenly yeah. start trusting the media because, well, I'm too scared and, you know, dumbfounded not to now? Are we trusting mm -hmm. politicians for the same reason, et cetera, et cetera, mm -hmm. et cetera? Um, so, yeah, the reality is that stress and sickness and low vitality depletes us biologically. Literally, yeah. like hormonally, we cook ourselves to a point mm. where, where, where we live in fight or flight. Mm. And so we're, mm. we're seeing that amplified in the collective. This is the pace we're living at because of the values that we align with that aren't actually ours. They were the ones we were indoctrinated into. Yeah. Now, like living in this state, living in this reactive fear state is... It pushes us into our child psychology. It pushes it pushes us into the old neural networks, and we're basically living in survival. Yeah. And if we zoom out, zoom out, zoom out, we'll see that actually heavily impacts democracy. If we're stressed, if we're sick, if we're burned out, if we're afraid, then we're biologically living in that state which has mm -hmm. a neurological impact into, you know, what part of our brain we can access and choose and express from. Mm. And that's, that, that's absolutely essential to acknowledge because mm -hmm. what part of us is making the decisions, you know, in the masses, who's voting? What part of their psychology is voting? Is it that afraid yeah. child psychology or is it a sovereign, sentient uh, connected, evolved adult that's making yeah. a decision that can cut through yeah. the, to the bullshit. So I feel like things are amplifying, and if we pay attention, then we can step more into our potential as a collective.
when we go, fuck this belief system, um, fuck these values that dictate and dominate in society, and fuck these chumps that, you know, apparently are, you know, supposed to be representing us and, you know, our highest good. And let's just get honest, honest with ourselves, honest with each other, honest with our, you know, what we're responsible for. We created this. I created this. And to, you know, dream forward, dream bigger, make affirmative decisions. And this crisis, this chaos that we're in is so valuable because it hurts. It's painful. It's forcing Mm. me to pay attention. It's forcing us to pay attention. So, yeah, yeah, that's that's my meta. That's my what I've been ruminating on. Yeah, I appreciate that, man. There's so many good things in there. I mean, the first thing that stood out was that um, the Great Awakening is really uh, the awakening. When we talk about the awakening, or when you talk about the awakening, is like coronavirus is, and then this collective consciousness of stress and fear at the moment is coming down to put pressure onto those people that are not firm in their own core values mm. that um, don't understand who they are. They're putting pressure on them to go okay, let's establish what's good for you. Because, you know, like you and I just say before, said before, we didn't mm. have crystal clear core values and that's why we were very much chameleons because we didn't know who we were, we didn't know how to say no. And then something put pressure on us or something inside of us at least put pressure on us to understand who we truly are. And so I'm with you on that, man. I'm not actually sitting here... Um, really that concerned with like coronavirus hasn't really put that much pressure on me yeah i have to stay in bali um boohoo we get stuff delivered here but i'm also acknowledging the fact that yes a lot of people um are in difficult situations not to say oh i'm all good don't worry about that like i understand that people are emotionally unstable they are anxious they're losing their jobs and that does cause some havoc in your life and and so i guess what you and i really want to talk about and you mentioned it was that um, we can't sit here from a pedestal preaching. We've got to sort of say, "Hey, guys, yes, we are different, but we're also very equal." Mm-hmm. And that I've gone through this situation, you can. And the basis of that message is: what challenges you is for you, not happening to you, right? Mm-hmm. And is that what you feel like? With you know, we'll talk about these two emotions in particular: stress and fear, right? Or worry, stress, fear, worry being applied as like a byproduct of covid is is human is that helping humanity wake up and and how can they see that if it is to be happening for them yeah that that's such a awesome question man because it can go two ways hey it's like Mm. stress can paralyze sorry fear can paralyze and Mm -hmm. typically you know often we see that majority would suggest you know a fear of failure for example can be one of the most self-sabotaging complexes and self-sabotaging shadows for a person yeah fear can also be a really great motivator and i've you know had the experience of both i've had fear paralyze me and i've had fear give me the kick up the ass that i needed to Mm. take control of what i can to relinquish the need to control of what i can't Mm. and to have the ability and the clarity to discern between the two um fear has served me multiple times many countless occasions as a motivator so 
I also like what you said about pressure. You know, it's like mm. you're not feeling too pressured right now and, and you can accredit that to living in accordance with what you value, taking responsibility yeah. for yourself, not taking health for granted and, and all the other stuff, right? Mm. So it's like what for anybody that is feeling a lot of pressure, for anybody that is getting that feedback, right, because this is an amplification period, so any opportunity for pressure to come through will have come through. Yeah. So it's there. That's good. It's normal. It's meant to be happening. It's a sacred experience. So mm. the question might be, what can I do to decompress this pressure that's building up on me, which is to say, how do I take notice or pay attention to what this pressure that I'm feeling is about. It's not just pressure. It's like, what am I carrying or where am I living out of alignment? Where am I making, you know, choices that the 17-year-old me would align with, but the 32-year-old me is at a different stage of life. You know, there's so many opportunities for reflection where there's pressure what's creating the pain and then what where do those choices emanate what's the deeper belief system that i live by live as and just in acknowledging that the belief is not decommissioned but it's it becomes malleable Mm. because beliefs until they're questioned are fixed and they're actually invisible because, you know, if we believe it, there's no, I don't need to inquire into it. Yeah. And that's, it's an important thing to understand is like, yeah. If that, you that, believe it, you don't need to inquire into it. Yeah. 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 Like that, 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 that's why beliefs are so hidden because you believe it. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's why so pain is so fucking important and necessary because it's an opportunity to inquire into what are the beliefs driving my choices because my choices create my outcomes. Mm. And, and we mm. have to borrow in, we have to go to that level to create lasting change. What are the belief systems that I live by, that, you know, that rule me? Mm. That's powerful, man, because, I mean, I'm just writing that down as a quote to just remember for this. If I believe it, I don't have to, I don't, if I believe it, I don't have to inquire into it, right? Well, you do, but the nature of a belief is that it is invisible. So yeah, I think that that's the trap of a belief system is that I genuinely do believe it. Like there isn't a, until I choose to inquire there isn't a lug or or something to to hang on to to go into inquiry it's like yeah it's like the sky is blue you know mm. you're not going to waste energy challenging that debating, or debating that you know <laughs> what i mean but yeah if that yeah, belief like... influences choices that create pain then yeah you're going to have to go there and actually go is the sky blue who taught me that yeah. why do i why do i say it's blue when i know it isn't always blue Sometimes it's grey, yeah. sometimes it's green, sometimes it's... Why am I so dogmatic in that belief? Yeah. Um, and does that belief serve me? Mm. I mean, and that quote is pretty much sums up, you know, everything that I, funny enough, believe in to be true because it is a matter of subconscious programming, right, that 
we literally learned to drive a car at 16 and uh, maybe earlier if you grew up in the country and all of a sudden you're like by you're 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 starting to go 10 on 10 and 2 right like you're doing your car driving lessons and you're like hands on the steering wheel 10 and 2 and you you look at your mirrors and you're like really like highly strung and and focused and then all of a sudden one and a half years, two years later, and your peas and you're texting with one hand, <laughs> leaning back in your seat, and your hands in the middle of the steering wheel, and your thumbs inside the steering wheel, if that's how you were taught, and you're like, no shit, no, no fucks are given. Like, it's like yeah. you've become so programmed on how to drive a car. So then the question is, where else are you becoming so easily programmed? Mm. And that's exactly the metaphor for our lives. For, yeah. for for the very core of what we're seeing in this world right now, going, hey guys, it's like a bitch a bitch slap from the universe saying, you silly bastards, look what you've believed in, look what you followed, like, yep. wake up. And this is it is that point, and it's it's something that's very very essential, man. I think. Would you agree? Oh man, absolutely. It is. Yeah such a sacred time man like pandemonium fuck yeah Mm. like uh, let's choose to be empowered by this instead of disempowered let's choose to walk through the door that this is and see what's you know inside see what's you know on that deeper level or you know to phrase it differently on the higher level with the higher potential um that is but you know we're being signaled there's, there's high potential. The systems are falling apart. Yeah. They're collapsing. Yes, that that's because they are inherently dysfunctional. Yeah, totally, man. And and you know what? The thing is, I was I was watching um a bit of David Icke last night. Uh, him and Brian Rose, the the third interview. We watched about twenty minutes of it, and um it was funny because in that period, I was just had a thought, and I was like. We're so young in this in the evolution of this planet and in the universe. We're so young because we literally were created from bacteria, right? And single-celled organisms created over time. Well, this is, you know, a theory. Yeah. But it's it's a scientific theory nonetheless. And we've now created a human species, a human race with a banking system, with an education system, with uh community structures. And We've created these things and we've learned that, oh, we have values. We learned that, oh, we can change. Oh, we learned that um, emotions are bad. Uh, so emotions can make us sick, like stress and anxiety. And that this was, this is new. This is new stuff that we've only developed, like, really recently, if you think about the, the evolution of, of the planet, right, with the dinosaurs millions of years ago. Mm. And so now we've got a structure that, was never was it wasn't really around for that long like if you think back maybe like 2000 years where we've started having like democracy maybe even longer i mean i'm just throwing that out there but like you know mm. socrates socrates this reminds me of like a quote that socrates says is like he didn't actually believe in democracy he said you're getting uneducated people to vote for a leader mm. and it's he was he was ridiculed for this but i and i sort of see the truth in it because you go you mentioned it before. You go, people are waking up on who they're actually voting for now. The politicians, like you and I, we were very much seeing like, oh, okay, I see what they value. And Mason on, on the last episode I did with him, he goes, 
he was talking about the medical medium mm. and he goes the dude he goes the medical medium he, he's like got a full book on all this health stuff but he's pasty white and he's overweight he mm. doesn't look like someone i want to emulate <laughs> and so you know he discerns himself he has like that strong discernment and you realize that you've got to really understand that we've created something i mean that's just a side note but we've created a it's a very young system Mm-hmm. It is very young, not even 2,000 years. Like, guys, it's young. We didn't even know that insulin, we didn't even isolate insulin until the 1920s or whenever it was, 1928 or 22, whatever it was. Like, that's the thing that we, you know, they called it blood sweetness or whatever it was called back then, you know, like you'd probably know more on that. That's, that's, that's less than 100 years ago, guys, and now we've got type 1, type 2 diabetics. Mm. we're still learning and i think it's really important i'm going on a big tangent here i think it's really important to understand that this system might not be right that's really the message right yeah hell yeah man it's it's beautiful it's it's like you know it's it's acknowledgement not really from a place of judgment i I love Mm. how you express that it's like Mm. hey um it's possible that yeah we're grommets you know and (laughs) and this generation has evolved pretty rapidly you know it's like Mm. like think of the start of the industrial revolution how mechanical people were they really were you know the the analogy of cogs in a machine they were sold a dream they were sold uh an ideology they were sold a lifestyle that was better than the lifestyle during the depression, the great depression. So they're like, fuck yeah. So that became the motivator was comfort. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> fucking life was so fucking uncomfortable prior to that. Yeah. And it, it's the addiction, that the subconscious addiction to comfort that perpetuates and feeds apathy, you know, feeds the, the, the incentive to not wake up. To be like, yeah, you know, the capitalist machine and consumerism is fucking great. But it isn't. Mm. It's not. We're the yeah. fattest we've ever been. We're the sickest we've ever been. The planet's the most fucked up it's ever been. Yeah. Wake up. When, you know, it, it's time to wake up. It's time. Yeah. We're young. You're right. And we are, you know, we're aware, but we're not rallying enough against the, the reality that corporate and religious entities alter our government and these entities have an agenda and it isn't to represent and serve the people it's to grow their business and and increase their power and see you know the the everyday person as a commodity a tradable expendable commodity and i hope i don't sound like a pessimistic fear mongerer but Mm-hmm. I just, yeah, just to kind of like follow on from your beautiful sentiment and, and your beautiful share. It's like, yeah, we, this, the infrastructure of our, you know, culture and values and priorities as a global community needs an upgrade. It's just yeah. software and it's due for an upgrade. Identity is software. Ego is software. 
and it's time for an upgrade and we've got all this feedback that qualifies that idea. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Totally, man. I mean, like, we talk about the biggest thing coming out. Of, like, we just said, okay, like, the, the shit that's happening in this world right now, have create some discernment in yourself and say, what is, why is this happening? What is happening for me here? And, and I think that's really, like, the biggest thing you could take away right now is what is happening for me here? Um, I think of um, Wayne Dyer's quote about, you talk about pressure before, is he's got a he's got this like quote or statement that he says and it's like think about an orange an orange is if it's if you if you squeeze it you get orange juice right and you don't get apple juice you don't get mango juice you don't get banana juice you get orange juice you you actually get what's inside of it mm. and so when something if we imagine ourselves as orange juice as an orange if something put pre- puts pressure on us as an orange we're gonna get effectively what's inside the orange juice so Mm. what is the orange juice inside of us that is coming out right now from the pressure that society is putting on us the consciousness the collective consciousness what pressure is being applied to that right now and what is coming out a lot of it's stress fear anxiety worry concern Mm. and you know mainly and i think you have a good understanding of this is like how does that affect our well-being? Yeah, yeah. Certainly suppresses the immune system, for one thing. <laughs> that's for damn sure. <laughs> yeah, that's such a cool analogy. Hey, it's like it's it such an, an honest analogy. Yeah, the whatever's inside pressure brings it out. Cool. Yeah. Do, you, do you like what yeah. you see in the cup? No. I I think that that sort of sparks that a bit of nerdy science in me. It's like, you know, we're young, but we've got some pretty epic hardware, you know, as human beings. We've got this Mm. brain and it's got this neocortex that is part of the brain that can dream. It, you know, it has imagination. It can dream into new, like a new world, like a new possibility, like what, you know. It can dream forwards. It can pull in things that don't exist yet and envisage what that is and create a strategy or a plan to materialize that into this third dimension. And it's like, we've got that hardware. We don't really use it that effectively because we're using it to perpetuate this fear and chaos experience but if we worked with heart coherence if we stepped into our heart portal and opened our light pillar and let you know that that our higher self so to speak our spiritual self us in our full potential that lives in the ether that lives in the fifth dimension whatever you you know however you want to um frame it up And we pull that down into this, you know, this human biological conduit of spirit, dream forward, and then share that dream and, like, co-create with other minds that are projecting and broadcasting the same frequency. 
which is, you know, thought, word, deed. That's the, the process of creation for anything is we think it, we speak yeah. it, we do it, and then it, it arrives, it comes out of the quantum field into, you know, into yeah. this third dimension. If we could develop ourselves to a point where we're able to not take other people personally, we're able to own our shadow, we're able to bring compassion to people where we normally would have brought judgment and separation to people. Um, and we can just get the real basics of like a spiritual existence. You know, don't take it personally. Like the four agreements is a really great model for that. Don't take it yeah. personally. Don't make assumptions. Always do your best and be impeccable with your word. It's like, let's just, let's just dial that in and then have a conversation with that, you know, really applied and, you know, that sword's, you know, a bit sharper now that I've been practicing not taking things personally and, you know, not projecting my wounds onto other people of, yeah. you know, just these psych psychological, spiritual foundations. Yeah. Then come together, then go, okay. Let's just get really honest here. <laughs> Let's just get really yeah. raw. This isn't working. Um, it used to, but it's not anymore. Or, you know, this law or this policy, when we follow it in, actually originated from religious law, you know, the, the fear of God. Let's upgrade it. Let's get rid of it. Let's let mm. the truer spirit of things, not the fear consciousness, but the higher self come down um, and work together to co-create balance and harmony, <laughs> however that mm. looks. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I've got some ideas, but I'd love to brainstorm that with, with, the, with, the, with the wider community. I'd love to have representatives that are um, uh, great leaders that are, you know, yeah. are objective enough to hold space and to mediate and to yeah bring people together in a container of love so we can bring a higher consciousness down and fucking materialize it mm -hmm. mm. so so what is a so what is a higher consciousness to you it's when i uh, when my consciousness is in a place of coherence so when it's in it's in flow with the energy and information of source like it's not okay. caught up with you know it's not caught in karma it's not caught in incoherent energy so if that terminology is too spiritual and lofty let me know and i'll <laughs> Like, like, no, I, I understand what you're saying, but for those people, it's like you're um, you're in the ego, you're in the the eye of, you're in the head, you're in the mind, you're in the overthinking, right? And you're not connected to your truth, like um, a, a higher perspective, a perspective of like it's not conditioned, it's just it is the yeah. truth. Of it. It just, there's a yes. right. Thank you. Perfect. Um, it's not yeah. the mind. I think that's what. Again, I tiptoe around because it's it can be like a bit of a kick to the chest. Your higher consciousness isn't your mind. That's your lower mind. Yeah. Yeah. You can align lower mind with the higher mind, but what you just described is perfect. The higher yeah. self isn't the mind. 
it is yeah. of a higher realm of a higher consciousness of a um it's a different frequency and energy completely so to be solving yeah. trying to solve the problem from the level the problem was created is to just be very reactive to form very reactive mm-hmm. to this third dimension the dense to get caught up well i mean you mentioned it what's that yeah i mean you you mentioned it was a thought uh you said thought uh something deed what did you say yeah yeah thought word deed is the the thought word deed i thought that's really that's a really cool way to put it yeah well it is right like someone actually like you look around you right now like you're probably in a car or wherever you i don't know what you're in like a building or whatever or i'm sitting in front of a laptop Someone, well, Steve Jobs and his team created this laptop. Um, someone said, oh, I need something to sit on because I don't want to sit on the floor or something anymore. I want to like sit upright because my back's sore. So they created a chair and a desk. Someone said, oh, we need um, oh, the windows. Like we need something over the windows because people can see me in it and I need some privacy so they create curtains. Yeah. You know, like that, this world around us is literally manifested from thought, from creation. So you think, is my environment around me now manifested from my thoughts, my creations? And then you go, what you just said for this uh, earlier on, take radical responsibility for your environment. But people don't necessarily know. Well, I mean, you just touched on it. Yeah, all this environment puts pressure on us, fear, stress, all that comes out, whatever's in comes out. It, makes, it messes completely with your immune system. And then all of a sudden, oh, guys, I don't want to die. I'm scared of death and I haven't really been living to my full potential. And now COVID comes and threatens my life and I haven't lived up to what I truly believe in. So now they're getting that shake up from the universe to go, come on, man, be what you came here to be. Mm. But I think on the essence of like, um, what is it that, you know, what is it that you can do to take radical responsibility for your life? Yeah. Dude, so nice, and and it's true. It, it, what I really like is how you, you know you touched on like Joe Dispenza's um, piece mm. around my inner environment has the potential to be sovereign from my outer environment. Yeah. So I think you captured what I was getting at is mm. uh, if if I let the outer world, if I let the outer world bully my inner environment then i'm not in i'm not in i'm not in mastery yeah i'm not actually taking full responsibility i'm reacting to whatever's going on in the world around me when Mm -hmm. i have the hardware to modulate that i can actually breathe myself into a parasympathetic state i can actually drop my brain waves from a high beta into like a calmer alpha brain wave i can actually create coherence in my inner environment and mm. offer that i can then broadcast that into the outer into the collective rather than believing i need the outer world to be fixed or better or resolved yeah my inner environment to then be coherent so it's like yeah to to come back to that you know consciousness piece and to speak to it in a more grounded way bloody amen yes sort out your inner environment and then creativity can actually come in 
you're in a yeah. you're in a a receptive coherent state that's mm. when that's where solutions come from not from yeah. reaction to the outer world yeah totally man and so what what sort of you know we talk about sorting out our inner state what are some things that people listening right now can do to sort out their inner state sort that sort those dust off those cobwebs such a great question dude <laughs> um so like as i mentioned at the start i've studied um the czech curriculum for yep. a long time so that's paul czech right yeah yeah paul czech wicked wicked so he's got this really great simple checklist right for for what do i need to take responsibility for so the six foundation principles thoughts breathing hydration nutrition movement sleep wow so mm. it's like obviously thoughts reign supreme I can think myself into such a tizzy that I kill myself, right? So mm. um, uh, acknowledging, you know, like we said. Uh, literally, li- literally. Yeah, like, is that you, what you're talking about, like, like suicide? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like I can kill, I can end it, you know what I mean? Uh, you look at hermetics. The, the first principle of reality is mentalism. All things originate from the mind. Amen. Uh, um, so it's like thoughts. Am I, do I have an affirmative narrative running in my head or do I have a, a self-loathing um, relationship with myself? Do I have a toxic worldview? Do I, am I in victim mm-hmm. consciousness, et cetera, et cetera? So it's like, okay, thoughts, that's where you, a good place to dust the cobwebs off. Write down your, your narrative, that story mm-hmm. that runs in your head. Create a, get to know your inner critic. Start to bring compassion to that guy because he's just afraid of being judged. So he judges you mm-hmm. and he projects the judgments outward and mm-hmm. um, start to polish that. Breathing. Oh, my God. You want to calm yourself? The fastest way to regulate your whole biochemistry, your whole you know, nervous system, your homeostasis is through the breath. It's so quick. And, and, yeah. and if you haven't, if anybody listening hasn't, had a had a you know been coached in how to breathe optimally that's a good investment just like yeah. you know it's like don't assume you're breathing correctly because i've been working assessing people's breathing mechanics for 8 years and i think mm. like one or two people in that 8 years hasn't had an inverted breathing pattern every other person has had an inverted breathing pattern which means Wait, what's an inverted breathing pattern oh yeah so, you get into it yeah, yeah. So basically, they're breathing into the wrong parts of the body. So, so how the breaths, the inhalation, exhalation, uh, cycle sequences, it's flipped upside down, basically, and they're getting caught in the top third of of their breathing apparatus, and that's um, creating hypertension through you know like the neck and the scalenes and those, those upper quarter muscles. It's also signaling a fight or flight response. It's all literally mm. impacting their endocrine system to perceive that it's under threat. Interesting. So Interesting. that's why when somebody you know we listen to a guided meditation, we're actually sort of getting um, verbal cues on where to send the breath and how to breathe. If that's a an effective um, meditation, then it's going to put us into a natural breathing pattern, which puts us into a parasympathetic state, which is that growth wow. and repair state of the, the autonomous nervous system. 
And so wow. we get different hormones released as a result of that, which means biologically things operate the way they're supposed to. We digest when we, we're meant to digest. We di detoxify when we're meant to detoxify. We eliminate when we're meant to eliminate. We move nutrients around the body um, to yeah. the right places when they need to be there. And fucking every other, you know, biological system will be influenced by, by the breath. Mm, Thoughts, breathing, hydration. Man. We are water. We're, you know, we're more water yeah. than anything else. So just think yeah. of it that way. Um, think about it. Okay, if I am water, what kind of water do I want to be? Do mm -hmm. I want to be shitty water or do I want to be <laughs> like pristine, energized, yeah. mineralized, intelligent water? So, if again, dusting off the cobwebs, this is the order of priority that I would start to to focus on. So yeah, you know, hydration is in the top three. If you're yeah. dehydrated, you can't think right. You're you can't. Again, every system will be impacted. Every biological system will be impacted by dehydration. So and we're not talking and we're not talking tap water here. Like we're talking good mineral filtered water. Are we? Like, is there a recommendation yeah. of specific water that people drink? Yeah. Yeah. So if you're not using a water filter, then you become one. Just keep that in yeah, mind. Wow, your, that's your, a good quote, man. <laughs> your organs like and your, your viscera will have to do the job that the water filter would have normally done. So it's going to remove pathogens and parasites and heavy metals and, um, you know, chemicals like chlorine and fucking fluoride and, and all sorts of stuff doesn't actually assimilate in a useful way into the body so it's just a waste product it takes mm. energy to eliminate waste it takes a lot of energy to eliminate waste so if you know what we've spoke about already in a few instances today is that the individual you know people their health is in an energy deficit they're in an energy crisis and that's yeah. impacting every other um you know, aspect of their life and the collective. So mm. if we get a water filter, invest in a water filter or purchase, you know, like there's the, the spring water people that deliver those bottles, get on board that. If, you know, if, if, if you do nothing else, do that. If you then want to like buff it out even more, there's like crazy quality water filters that are in the thousands and thousands of dollars. But start with a reverse osmosis water filter put a remineralizing cartridge on it, which is easy and not much more to add on. So it's not, yeah. the water isn't stripped. Make sure that it, it's mineralized so it can actually assimilate. Yeah. Um, fucking chuck some vibes in there. So I put, I'll put like a flower essence uh, drop oh, in nice. and that's a very high frequency. Um, yeah. I'll put crystals in there again because they emit a frequency. Um, yeah. And, and, and I'll shake the water. If I don't have like a spiral spout, I'll energize the water. So water carries information. You want it to be alive. You want yeah. to energize it. So literally shake the bottle um, and drink it the way the Taoists do, which is to chew the water first. And the reason that they do that is because it combines the, um, the enzymes in saliva with the water itself the water Shit, binds to the the minerals the water molecules bind to the minerals and it actually gets 
through to you on a cellular level much more effectively. It doesn't just pass through the urological system and piss it out. Dude, that is handy information on water. A lot of that stuff is is very good for me to hear for sure. Yeah. I um, I, you talk about well, first of all like crystals in the water, man. Crystal infusions, hundred percent. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what sort of crystal are you using? Amethyst, man. Oh, nice. Yeah. I'm a um, I'm a crystal. I did a crystal healing practitioner course, a metaphysics course, and oh, so right. I do I do that on people in if I'm working with clients one on one, I'll use that to just upgrade the body and the system. And awesome, but, man, so good. The crystals do carry frequency, but there's a lot of people here listening going frequency. What's this bloke talking about? Um, I think, well, you know, maybe not a lot of people, but there might be someone at least listening and going, mm-hmm. what's the frequency he talks about? Because you've mentioned vibration and frequency quite a bit. In your perspective, I think is a good way to sort of like start wrapping up. What mm-hmm. does that entail? Because, yeah, there's so much that it connects to. It connects to our thoughts. It connects to our environment. It connects to music. It connects to everything. But how does it connect to us as energy? Yeah. Um, so, you know, like frequencies measured in hertz. And, 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 and if you look at um, like quantum science, mm. they've figured out that matter is slow vibrating light. Mm-hmm. So we are frequency. So yeah. if, if it's unclear of, you know, why I keep referring to that and why that's important, it's because the um, living in, a, in this material dimension, we are essentially, you know, subject to so many different ranges of frequency that we can actually see and perceive, uh, which is actually very, very little. There's actually, you know, what's available to us in our, through our lens of perception is fuck all. It's less than 1% of the light spectrum. (laughs) So there's all this unseen like radio waves, you don't see a radio wave, but you know what's there because yeah. you tune your radio into that frequency and suddenly you're getting information, right? You're hearing music, yeah. you're hearing the news. So it's Like I'm trend. hearing you now, you're in the bottom yeah. of Australia. Yeah, and somehow a frequency is being broadcast between us and, yeah. and we are relaying information back and forth to each other. Because of the um, level of awareness that we live in, that we've chose to explore and embody, the quality of information is quite high, in you yeah. know, in my in my opinion. Yeah. But so so it, it's fair to say that when we speak and we exchange this frequency, we feed a higher vibration in a closed loop. We're, we're building each other up. Yeah. Now, this is true for the food you eat. Food you eat is has a frequency. It's measurable. It's literally measurable. The words you speak have a frequency. The water you drink has a frequency. The air you breathe has an electrical charge. It's all frequency. So it's like, what information are we choosing to ingest? You know, are we listening to the news? And if you you even notice, like, the tone of voice of the news anchors and the subject matter, it's of terror, it's of fear, it's of that dense, dense, slower vibratory information exchange. So I feel heavier 
I feel like more matter than light, the more exposure mm. and the more I eat low frequency, low vibrational um, substance or, yeah, you know, be it material or be it sound or fucking opinion. Mm. When I, when I, I, I get, I, I have an experience, an inner experience, a, a vibratory experience, frequency experience, when I eat better quality food, I literally feel lighter when I drink better yep. quality water. I literally feel lighter when I listen to um, inspiring minds and mm. have inspiring conversations. I am creating an environment of a higher vibrational experience, a higher vibrational frequency. Now, that is synonymous with uh, balance and harmony. Yep. and flow across the board mm -hmm. so it's like the incentive in um considering what is the frequency what is the energy behind this choice what is the energy behind this company what is the energy behind this political campaign that i'm attaching to is important because you're taking it on you're becoming yeah, part yeah. of its ecosystem and it's like yeah. is it symbiotic is it in uh, coherence with divine order yeah. or is it this this is it just a distorted energy a distorted frequency and out of tune frequency uh, and you'll know like the more you start to tune in you'll feel fuck this doesn't yeah. feel right don't let yeah. your ego talk you out of it mm. your ego mm. loves to talk you out of your intuitive signals oh, yeah, feel it and if the signal says no it's fucking no move forward if it says yeah. yes, it's a yes, move forward. Yeah. Yeah, it's like I um that's a really good way that you put it, man. I, I like that. I like you just straight up honest about it. Like that's how I see it. And and as soon as someone says the word like quantum, it's like it it, it it's this word that just turns me on instantly, eh? <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah. like a magic word for me. I'm like, yes, a hundred percent. Like I've got I've just done so much research into it and, and more the more and more we realize that, that science is coming forward and going, oh shit, this like world, the invisible subatomic world is not operating like classic Newtonian physics. It's different. Mm -hmm. And when you break us down completely, what is it? Nine, uh, we're, we're, uh, what is the 70 trillion cells in the body? Yeah. And 100 yeah. trillion atoms per cell? Yeah. Okay. Crack down what an atom is. And if you look at, the, you know, scientists are saying, if the electron, uh, sorry, if the proton and neutron are, is the size of a marble, then a football field away is the electron mm. in the radius circulating. You go, what is that? That is a hell of a lot of space. And so if we are trillions and trillions and trillions of atoms all replicating that same space, 99.9% .9 space, all vibrating at a frequency, then we are just a vibrational blob of nothing. And that's right a crazy thought. That's a crazy thought, isn't it? Like, this is not something that is normal to think about, but it is what science is discovering now. But 100 years ago, you know, um, Albert Einstein was like, what did he call uh, quantum entanglement? He called it spooky action at a distance. When they're trying to figure <laughs> out, they're trying to figure out friggin' quantum physics, man. And they, they, you know, Albert Einstein, the guy who everyone knows, yeah. Everyone knows did not understand this. He died not knowing. Yeah. Um, what's the other guy? Bloody um, David Hawkins. He died not figuring out like 
the black hole theory or the string theory. Like there's people we don't know everything got. We've got really smart people trying to catch up to nature. Yeah. And so when, when you and I, Nick, are talking frequency, it's really evident to just like make it as simple as possible is that we don't know nothing. Your thoughts create reality. You can you can go out there and you can roll into the shop or whatever, like workplace or, you know, friend's house and you go, oh, the vibe's not good. What did you just say? What did you just say? Oh, mm. the vibe's not good. What's vibe? Vibe is a vibration. We know this. Uh-huh. We say that his vibration is shit. That vibration <laughs> is good. I want to be around that vibration. Yeah. And then, you know, you go, well, I'm responsible for my life. I take radical responsibility. I'm going to change my vibration mm-hmm. with the water you drink, the food you eat, the people you hang around, the things you educate yourself on. Now, there's another thing. Um, do you have you followed much of uh, Dr. David Hawkins stuff, like Power vs. Force and the Scale of Consciousness? No, I'm familiar with the name, but it's not a rabbit hole I've I've dove into yet. But yeah, oh, I, I, I I it has come up. Many many times over the last couple of years, I've got my my uh, housemate who I lived with um, last year was often looking into his work and sharing, you know, the wisdom yeah. of David. So yeah, but well, I can't speak to it. To be to be fair, you've been down so many other rabbit warrens that it's it's uh, you've only got a limited amount of time in the day, right? <laughs> totally, totally. So we should probably call you Warren from now on, Warren Perry. Was I? What's that? I like it. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, like his stuff, just to touch on vibration and frequency, his stuff is like he was a psychiatrist, right, a doctor, and, and a, and a physicist, uh, not a physicist, a um, physician. And he did some serious study into the vibrational frequency of emotions in the body through kinesiology, muscle cool. testing. Wow. Thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of tests, right, using this frequency. And he mapped out what he calls the scale of consciousness. And that's vibrating. And that is the consciousness of emotions. So you, he creates a vibrational frequency, an arbitrary number, but it's just a, a scale at least that represents the actual frequency. Mm-hmm. That the lowest vibrational frequency is shame. Mm. Then right above it is guilt. Mm. And then you work your way up. To the, I think there's about ten emotions in the bottom scale. They're the they're the, sc- the emotions of force that you're just forcing your way through life when you're stuck in these emotions. And then there's a bridge. The bridge is courage, and then that transcends you into the power emotions, where it's love, um, happiness, enlightenment, all the other emotions. Can't think of like all you know, basically the ones that are associated closely with love. Mm. are these emotions of power where your life becomes powerful when you transcend into those emotions but when they were doing the muscle testing on the body there was very very weak signals when you're working with shame when you're working Mm. with guilt when you're working with anger the muscle vibrations are very very low but when you're working with love which comes back to what we're talking about is truth the truth in all things Mm -hmm. is vibrating like hundredfold of what the lower emotions are vibrating at and so when you think about that you can think about how your world is playing out based on how your internal emotions are playing out if you got some shit in there that you're holding on to which we all do 
let's be honest. Of all my hand, my hand is raised. My hand is raised. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> me too, sir. Me too. <laughs> and um, you know, so I think for this people, the people listening is when we are wrapping up this type of conversation, we're talking about emotional vibrations, frequencies, bloody COVID putting pressure on you, stress, mm. fear. You've you've got one thing you can do: take radical responsibility for your life. Don't blame anyone or anything. The only person that can make change happen is you. So it's like, what are you going to do? Really? What are you going to do? And I think if we were to leave people listening now, bro, with some of your wisdom, say you had, I mean, I think about a billboard. Like what would you say on a billboard if you could write any billboard for like the, the most packed highway in Australia or the world, right, any highway that you want? had so many so much traffic what would your message be on that billboard for the people oh what a great question god it'd have to be really pun- punchy <laughs> it's a billboard <laughs> you only get like what a couple seconds to read it oh <laughs> now i'm gonna get in my head and like think that it's actually going on a billboard <laughs> and I don't. I fucking have had about six really corny things just flash in my head. I'm like, nah, that's lame. Yeah, so throw, throw it at us. One of them was choose love, but I'm pretty sure that's yeah. I've just fucking stole that off a billboard. Already. <laughs> you stole that off Jesus Christ, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry, JC. We cool. Yeah, we cool. <laughs> uh, yeah, love thy neighbor. Who said that? Oh, I think that was a bite or two. Um, oh, okay. Uh, yeah. What's what's gonna fuck? I don't know. Wake up. That's pretty. That's pretty. That's pretty. Like fucking wake up. Yeah, wake up. And that's just a little reminder. Oh fuck! I've been asleep all day. Yeah, I've been sleep. I've been asleep my whole life, not just yeah. in this car. Yeah, I'd say wake up and yeah. just let yeah, that like mean that. whatever it needs to mean for the person. Would there, would there be a picture with it? Is there like a picture with it? Ooh, uh, nah, it's just like that real white background, bold black capital letters, wake up. Wake up. Wow. <laughs> I like that, man. I like that. To be fair, like that's a pretty tough question to ask on a limb. I don't even know what I would say, but like I've only ever asked. That's the first time I've ever asked that on this podcast, by the way. God, I didn't crush it. I definitely didn't crush it. But Hey, but you're leading the, <laughs> hey, you're leading the way, man. You're leading the way. Thank That's you. I'm matters. looking forward to hearing other people's. What was the other <laughs> response for that? No, nah, that's it. You're the first person. Oh, it's the first one. Okay. Yeah. Cool. That's yeah, what I mean. You're the leader, man. You're on the leaderboard, so you're yeah. winning. Or, yeah, I could have like a raised fist if I was to have a picture. Okay, raised fist. Like a raised fist, like revolution. It's almost like what? Oh, I was going to say. No! <laughs> Fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. But um, That's right. yeah, maybe yeah, I should right. rethink the uh, <laughs> rethink the the icon that I've selected. Wake, wake up! White is the only way. <laughs> or like a fucking like a pound, like a uh, yeah, um, like like a handshake, you know, but like the the sideways handshake. Yeah, yeah, like a brother. Like yeah, like a brother. yeah, yeah, yeah. One of those. Yeah, yeah. yeah come come join the cult. Yeah, 
We've got delicious cordial. Uh, we only oh, ask yeah. for 70% of your salary. That's it. Um, you know, and uh, great accommodation. Uh, <laughs> oh, well, man, that's been a pleasure. It's a funny way to end the end the podcast. But like, so good. I think that, man, like you got to have a laugh too, you know. We're, I've been so serious in so many times. I'm like, when I, I went plant-based, I mean, I still am, but I was there for like a couple of years. I've been plant-based for a couple of years. But when I first went plant-based, man, I was like so serious. I'm like, dude, I was talking to Mace about this. I'm like, you got money problems? It's because you're not vegan. You've got relationships <laughs> because you're not vegan. And he apparently was the same. He was like, oh, you, you got daddy issues? Adaptogen. You got financial worries? Adaptogen. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's mushrooms. It's the lack of mushies in your life. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, you know, I think I've, I've been, I got to take, he says the same thing. You got to take the piss out of it sometimes, eh? Man, I was on Mason's podcast earlier this year and we had this exact conversation because I like, we made this joke and then I got all serious and he's like, hold on, hold on, mate. We we can have a bloody laugh here. And it was something to do with, I was talking about um, the, the, to, the, the way to unlock like sexual like the the flow of sexual energy there has to be like a heart opening intention like the the time and presence has to be brought to the heart space right so that Mm. that you know that kundalini energy can rise and keep rising and come through and start to circulate and i somewhere in there we're like so you know the key to your heart is in the shape of a cock and it's just fucking hilarious because I got this immediate imagery of this glory hole like right on the heart that you just like put this cock in oh, and twist it and it unlocks. And it was fucking oh, hilarious. And I was like, oh, God, I hope I didn't offend anyone. I got a serious. He's like, nah, fuck it. Like it's, uh, it's got to have a laugh. Um, it's so true, man. Oh, it's man, so, it's so fucking true. true. Especially, especially talking about, you know, big issues like – you like know. the government being it, it, fucked. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> happiness and uh, world demise and, you know, like yeah. fucking the rise of, of our potential as a collective. It's like, yeah, yeah. and have a, have a lull along the way. You're allowed to do that yeah. too. Yeah, man, I feel you. Oh, it's been a good podcast, dude. And yeah, um, I think we've delivered a pretty good message to the peeps that, you know, we we aren't we aren't there that either. You know, let's just be clear. Like we're not on this pedestal, going, "Hey, this is the way we're shining the torch," and you've got to make it here because we're on top. It's like we're still climbing that ladder of our own potential. Um, Definitely, you know, we're not we're not higher than you. We're the same. We're just different expressions of the same thing. And Definitely, if you can do one thing, is just you know take the wisdom of. Nick has offered here through his own experience and myself and use it in your own way. And that's really it, right? Like, I mean, you didn't follow a regime specifically. You've probably used a multiple multitude of things that you've learned along the path to create your holistic lifestyle method, coaching method, right? Definitely, man. And it's, and it's been through my shortcomings. I love my mm. shortcomings. I used to want to hide them. Now it's my point of relatability, you know, in the most important of times. So true. You know, I hate to be on a pedestal because it, it, it's a judgment, you know, to put me in a pedestal is to judge me. And it's like, mm. don't worry about that. Like I'm riddled in shortcomings because I'm in the human experience and I'm totally okay with that. 
And mm. um, that's, you know, I love people for their shortcomings. I love the humility of that. I love the beauty in the imperfection. And I love the fact that it makes them unique. It makes them interesting. They have a journey to walk because of these shortcomings. So mm. it, it's like bringing full acceptance and full acknowledgement to the, you know, hard fact that we are here to, we're here to integrate whatever mm. we fucking judged about ourselves. And it's like, mm. oh, right. You know, compassion, compassion, yeah. compassion, compassion for myself, for anyone and, and absolute. Yeah. Like, um, with you on the front line. Uh, yeah. and I love everyone that's listening to this and that has yeah. made the time to, yeah, to, to sit with us and take or leave anything that we've just explored. Um, yeah, man. And yeah, I've loved it, yeah. bro. So I'm so grateful that you reached out and it has been really cool. And, uh, mm. I think it's an important thing to just have some discourse around. Mm. Yeah, man. Yeah, I think so too, dude. And maybe we'll do another one on, um, you know, sexuality, masculine sexuality or something like that. It seems like you've got a lot of uh, wisdom and expertise on that, that I think there'll be a lot of men out there wanting. Dude, definitely. Again, I'm super passionate about that because of my shortcomings, you know, not because I'm some Mac sexual guru. It's just that I have experienced so much shame, shortcomings, cock shame, you name it. And, uh, you know, for whatever reason, I've had opportunities to explore that and I've had support and facilitation to explore it and integrate it. Like I was saying, bring compassion to where I once held myself in judgment. And it's been really freeing. And I think that's Mm. important. That's important to me to feel free. And I genuinely want that for other people. And I genuinely want that for dudes who are feeling separate or caged by um, any uh, shame or judgment they hold against themselves and their sexuality. So he's so yes. down to, to chat about that. Yeah. Yeah, man, I, I would love to. And I, I just had, um, I did a retreat with Timmy Morrison, a men's retreat. Awesome. Uh, when was that? Feb. Feb. Yeah. This year. And yeah, I mean, sexual shame was one of the most prominent mm. issues that was coming up. Mm-hmm. So let's do that, man. We'll, we'll, tee that up at some point but um i think i'm speaking to you next week next tuesday for woke man eh yeah 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 Sick, bro well awesome. thank you very much for your time mr perry thank you everyone to tuning for tuning into this podcast and, and listening to the end there's, a, there's so many good takeaways there and do your best to just integrate what works for you and mm-hmm. to see you know a new light if that's one thing that you can really do is just to see a new frequency from this message so Without further ado, this is the end. Go get back. Go get whatever it was you were doing back back into it. Enjoy your life. Live your life. Be what you came here to be, not what someone else wants you to be, and just do your best. But take care. Until next time. Peace. Peace. Ladies and gentlemen, you are at the end of the podcast, and congratulations because you are the small 1% that actually listens to this outro. I don't know if anyone ever does. I've probably listened to 2% of them. But guess what? I'm going to tell you something very, very special. I'm going to give you the secret recipe to life. There you have it. Secret recipe, you say? Well, what is it, Luca? 
and that is take action my friends have courage have faith trust the process you're exactly where you need to be this journey isn't easy this journey is challenging but guess what life is and the only way we evolve as a human species the only way we grow is through challenge we also need a community the community of like-minded fellows, like-minded ladies, gentlemen, who are all seeking the best version of themselves. And what does that require? It requires us sharing this message, showing people that you are on a better path. So screenshot this episode, tag a friend and tag me and tell us your biggest takeaway. Thank you so much and until next time, peace.